Hey, welcome to the Northeast Bowhunter Podcast. I'm Mark Dearborn. Across the table from me is Mr. Joshua Morris. Hello. How's it going, Josh? I'm awesome. Yeah, me too. You know, um, New Hampshire season's underway. Started, uh, what, last Saturday? Uh, yeah. If it last feels Saturday. like it's been going on forever. Some big bucks hitting the ground in New Hampshire. Couple this has been a lot of them. I can't believe how many nice deer have been shot already. I know. It's really early. It's um, Weather's been okay with it. It's kind of cooperating a little bit. Paul, I apologize for being a little stuffy right here. Apparently, I'm allergic to uh, deer because I shot one this morning. <laughs> but Ball, both of us are a little stuffed up. I don't know what's going on. It's weird, but out in the woods, out in the wilderness. So, so what's your thoughts so far, my man, on the uh, 2018 kickoff of the archery season here in New Hampshire? I think there's probably more deer, uh, more people that have been more successful earlier this year than probably in a long time. For there's a lot of deer this year. Um, and I, and I think there's not a lot of food in the woods either. So that usually is, you know, it's not good for the deer, but actually it's usually pretty good for the hunters because the deer, um, are traveling a lot more to find food. So they're hitting the fields more. So if you hunt fields in the afternoon, that's usually a lot more successful when there's no food in the woods and just overall, just deer movement seems to be higher. So everybody I've been, or we've been talking to with the shop and seeing on Facebook and everybody, everybody seems to be seeing a lot of deer. I yeah. actually haven't seen a lot, but <laughs> it's funny because um, I've noticed like on the Facebook, I have to call it the Facebook, makes you feel older. The Facebook. Um, a lot of guys who have, you know, tagged on their first ever archery deer. You know, the, yeah, actually there's been a lot of that I've yeah. noticed. That's yeah. awesome. A few guys, um, Fred Bird. Yeah. Local legend, Fred Bird. Yeah. Oh, he um, shot one. Um, I saw, did you see uh, Hunter Hanscom shot that bear? His first archery kill ever. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Speaking of bears, so I hunt, um, I, I live in southern New Hampshire. Um, not southern, southern, but like um, you know, over in uh the Dover area, if you're familiar with, that's about 20 minutes north of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, and I hunted on opening day through the kindness of a couple of our uh, good fellow co-workers, Bill and Walt. Took the um took the shift on Saturday so Josh and I can get in the woods and um I hunted a little kind of uneventful. I, uh, you know, initially uneventful, uh, climbed up in the stand, kind of a rural kind of, no, I said not rural, but uh, yeah, an urban kind of sit- setting there. And I, uh, looked over to my left, to my left, the path I came in on, it's, um, down at the bottom of this field. And, and there was a big black bear waiting for me. I, di- I didn't even hear it come in. It was so silent. I've never seen a black bear in the woods, like especially in, in that area of um, New Hampshire. And, uh, this seems to be a lot more bear around too. Yeah. For sure. Maybe that's that lack of food that's kind of going on this year. We have the Squirmageddon going on in New Hampshire. Yeah. Let's also open in day. Like we had Walt and Bill work for us. We're all, you know, so we can both get out in the woods, open in day. Super excited about it. And I might as well have gone to work because I didn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one squirrel actually. Yeah. I had that, um, I had that bear come in. I had, I had two does kind of sneak through like before legal light. I just barely saw them. Um, I mean, like like early, like half an hour before legal light. And then that bear came in at 826. And I mean, I guess if I was paying attention to that side, I would have had a shot on him. Didn't have a bear tag because... Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Everyone's like, why did you buy a bear tag? I said, so, like, so I never used to buy... I bought bear tags a long time ago. Bear tags used to be like $3 or something. And I would buy one every year. Um, I never saw any bear, but I'd buy them. Then they went up to $5 and I bought them. Then they went up to... I don't remember what they went up to. And then I just stopped buying them because the price got up. Got Are they like going 20 bucks or 16 bucks now? I'm not something? sure what they, I think it might be 16 now, yeah. but, but I stopped buying them because 
you know, you never see bear around. But now there's a lot more bear around, and I've been buying them last couple of years. I haven't seen any bear, but I don't really put any effort into bear hunting. You know, I didn't, I don't really care too much about that. But now, though, I'm kind of getting to the point where I feel like that's something I should do. Yeah. So I agree. probably in the next couple of years, I'll try to shoot a bear. Do bear camp. Maybe we'll invite some lucky listener to come to bear camp with you. You never know. Maybe. We'll Maybe. See. Yeah. Um, so Josh and I hunted today in, um, in the center of the universe, uh, Barnes said. And uh, we had a nice morning this morning. It was, it was pretty cold out, huh? It was freezing this morning. Well, freezing. It was like 38 degrees when we left the house, but I wasn't really prepared for that. It was, it was colder than I was expecting it to be, for sure. But so, yeah, we decided um, a few days ago, I think we decided, hey, let's Sunday we'll, we'll get up and we'll go hunt together. And then after that, we'll record a podcast. So yeah. we both went out this morning and Mark had some luck. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, I was freezing, and um, there was some turkeys going off. There was like a battle with some guinea hens and some turkeys and some geese, and it was. Um, I thought the turkeys were gonna come in. They were like right behind me. This tom fired off, and I um, took. Uh, I had one rage hypodermic in my quiver, and I, I put that in my bow, and I was gonna shoot the turkey with it. And turkey, of course, didn't come in. And then about <laughs> half an hour later or so, uh, we had a. Uh, two spike horns come in and uh two does and a in a in a young doe and uh I shot the big one the big doe let the spikes shot the walk. big doe so how far um how how long from when you first saw it until it got to where you could shoot it cuz you saw it for a, a, little, a little bit, bit. before they were they were moving they were on the move so i mean i had i w- i would say probably 40 seconds from when it, i first saw the first doe I was the first spike horn he walked by I let him go and then right behind him was the bigger doe and the little baby doe. And um, I, I said, you know, they, were, they could go two tracks. One was like sort of on this, like in front of these trees. And the other track was behind the trees. And the other spike horn was behind the trees. And so I decided that mature doe walked out on the side closest to me. I was going to shoot her. So she did. She was about 18 yards and said FMJ with a, you know, a rage hypodermic. And uh, I could see, like I said to Josh earlier, I said, um, when the when the rage hit her, I could see like the the slit open up on one side. We couldn't find the arrow though. Yeah, that Fast was weird. Through, but. That was weird. You smoked her too. That was like a perfect double lung shot, and it was an awesome blood trail. We actually didn't <clears throat> we didn't really need to blood trail. I was so I was yeah. I let Mark hunt my uh, what I call my eight point stand. It's Magic sort of stand. one of my famous stands. I've shot. I can't even tell you how many deer I've shot of that stand, but I call it my eight point stand because I've shot like eight or nine eight pointers out of this one tree, and um. So I let Mark hunt there. I brought him to the stand, dropped him off, and then I kept going to a, a new spot I've been hunting. And on my way back, he texted me. He said he shot one. I said, all right, so I'm going to sit here for however long, and then I'll, I'll I'll head your way. So when I was walking back on this kind of trail that I walk on, I could see it. I, I'm walking back, and I look over my left shoulder, and I see a dead deer laying in the woods like 10 yards off the trail. And then we went up to Mark, and or I went up to Mark, and told me the story and we, we blood trailed it, but like I said, we didn't have to, but she went, what'd she go? 40, 50 yards maybe. Yeah. That, yeah. But yeah. That, that was a perfect shot. The broadhead did awesome. It did a good job. Yeah. I was, um, I said, I wanted to shoot, um, this VPA three blades this year, but I, uh, I figured I'd throw like expandable in my, in my quiver for a turkey or a coyote or whatever. And I, um, yeah, my quiver full of broadheads is like a mysterious grab bag yeah. of broadheads. Josh has like every broadhead we carry in the store in his quiver. He has a 80 arrow quiver. <laughs> um, I have a VPA three blades, which I wanted to shoot those fixed, but I figured a turkey I'd shoot that expandable. And um, 
Yeah, for turkeys, I definitely prefer expandable. Yeah, so I didn't have time to change it back to the. She 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 was there and she presented the shot and uh, it was cool. It was awesome. The um, RX one did a great job. Uh, put the pin on her and let it fly and I sent it, so to speak. Smoked or send it. So last night we um, we worked at the shop yesterday and then uh, after work I'm like you know I'm gonna run home real quick, grab my gear and I'm gonna run out to this field. I have a ground blind set up in this field that. When I take my son hunting, we go to the ground blind because it's a lot easier for him. I think he's good luck, by the way. He is. Every time I've gone with him, I, we've at least seen something. But probably 90% of the time I've gone with him, maybe a little bit less. But majority of the times I go with him, I shoot something. You know, he definitely Well, you have to tell to the it. story about how he's a, he's a little baller. He can sit in the uh, stand or, uh, sorry, in the, brown, in the ground blind and um, be like playing whatever video game, not looking up and be like, yo, dad, 60 yards, deer. Yeah, yeah, he did that the other day. So we we hunted out of the ground blind the other day, and we're sitting in the blind, and he's just Sam's just sitting there on his phone. He's got his headphones on. He's playing video games or watching YouTube videos, whatever he's watching. And he's like totally concentrating on his phone. He's like, "Hey, Dad, there's turkeys over there." I'm like, no, "I don't see any turkeys. Where is it? Oh yeah, yeah, I see some turkeys. I'm like, yeah, there's seven of them." He goes, "Nope, there's eight. I'm like, "You're not even looking. You're looking at your phone." And I look, "No, nope, there there was eight turkeys." And then uh, a little while later, he's like, there's a doe in the field. And I'm looking, squinting my eyes. I'm like, well, I don't see where. Oh, yeah, there's a doe. There's a doe over there. But that one didn't come close enough. But last night, so I left work. I came home, you know, real quick, grabbed my gear. Um, Sam and I jumped in the truck. We went up, ran out to the ground blind. We got there at like, I think we got in the blind around 6 o'clock. It gets dark around six uh, 7.20, something like yeah. that, 7.30. And uh Last night we were sitting in the ground blind. We just saw some crows out of the field. There's actually there was um, three crows out in the field, and there was this hawk that kept like swooping down and messing with all the crows, and then they'd like fly around and fight and battle, and the hawk would like go fly and sit in a tree, and then he'd swoop back down and attack the crows again. It was kind of fun to watch. So we're watching that. Sam's playing on his phone or whatever, and um, about a half an hour, just before seven o'clock, half hour before dark, I see. Out of the corner of the blind, I have a, a double bull blind. So when you open up the windows, like the edges are sort of smaller than it widens to the opening. So in one of those small corners with the, the me- I see through the mesh, I see something red moving. So I look with my binoculars and there was um, uh, a doe and, and two smaller does with her. And they were just feeding out into the field. So I like tapped Sam on the shoulder and like, told, hey, shh, be quiet. There's a couple deer over there. So he takes his headphones off, and he did a really good job, actually, at staying still and being quiet. So uh, we watched these deer feed out in the field, and he's like, he's like, Dad, shoot the big one, shoot the big one. But they're like 70 yards away or something. And I'm like, no, they're too far, they're too far. He's like, you can make that shot. Come on, do it, Dad. I'm like, no, let's wait, let's wait. So um, they kept feeding out into the field, and then they got to a point where they're going to walk by the blind and keep heading out to the field. So the close, I ranged her, she was like, 58 yards and then 44 yards and then she got to 40 yards and that's the closest she's going to get to the blind before she starts heading away out into the field so um I drew back I I was shooting um I was shooting a lighted knock and uh I shot and I was watching the lighted knock fly and I'm like oh this is perfect it was going perfect and then just before the arrow got there she you know jumped the strings what everybody calls it so her front end dipped down really low for her to load her legs to start running off and uh, she dipped down in the air, just went over her back, like an inch over her back. And then she ran out into the field. And then they actually stayed out in the field for like 10, 15 minutes. And then they ended up running off. But yeah, clean miss. What did Swing Sammy and a say miss. with that? <laughs> <laughs> he, 
It's like, come on, dad, why didn't you hit her? <laughs> tough, tough crowd. He's pretty funny though. Yeah, I feel like every time you go out in the blind with them, they either like a turkeys go by or deer go by or just yeah. Almost almost every time we've gone, we've shot something and we've definitely seen stuff every time we've gone. Yeah, for sure. So there's a few um a few customers that come in recently um to the store. One of them comes to mind is uh one of Josh's friends and um I think I friend requested her on Facebook and she didn't accept me. But uh, Jackie, That's understandable. Sa- yeah, I, I get it. I totally, I totally <laughs> would. Jackie Salas, Josh and Jackie sort of hunt the same hunting ground. She started hunting in what, last year? Her first year? I think it was last last year, or I think it was her first year hunting, yeah. So she came into the other shop I worked at and bought a, a Hoyt Ignite. We set her up with that, and she got she actually started taking lessons at the shop. Then she started getting excited about it, so she bought a bow. She bought a Hoyt Ignite. We got her all set up with everything she needed for hunting. She um she became really, like, excited about it, really passionate about it, and and she's like a hardcore bow hunter now, but she, um, yeah, she's only been doing it two years. So she got everything set up, ready to go last year. She went out and she shot a small doe last year and, uh, she does her homework, you know, she has her cameras out all the time. She's checking cameras she came and in the spring she's walking around. She had pictures. Yeah. She came in the yeah. spring had, or summer rather. Oh, yeah. Early summer. And she had, uh, she had pictures of two nice bucks and, uh, a bunch of other deer, but there was two nice bucks and one in particular was a really nice 10 pointer. And uh, that was sort of the one that she was, she was uh, after, you know, that was her target buck this year. And um, opening weekend, I guess she had to go, we'll try to have her on the podcast and she could tell the story and talk about, you know, uh, women getting into bow hunting and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll have her tell her It'd story. Interesting but, to hear her work too, that she put into. Oh yeah, absolutely. So she, um, I guess couldn't hunt really opening weekend. She had to go out to New York for something and uh, she came back and then it was a, uh, it was the Monday after so the, the Saturday. Lead, the lead up, yeah, the, the Monday, uh, so Saturday's the opener, Monday, so third day in. But the funny part of the story is Josh <laughs> and I worked together at the shop on Monday, mm-hmm. and it was like a hell of a day. It was like, yeah, it was everything just, was a pain. One of those days, we just want to pack it up, you know, shut the door and go crossbows we're, we're putting strings on, we, we don't have a press for, things like just just frustrating kind of stuff. And Wrong like, length strings yeah, that we got in. Missing and, cables from, just, just. Anything you could think of that would go wrong in an archery shop probably went wrong that day. And we're walking to the truck and, you know. Yeah, so this 10-pointer that that she's had on camera, like, we've had him on camera too. And it was sort of like one of the bucks that I was really hoping to get a chance at. And, uh, so yeah, we're walking to the truck and my phone vibrates and it's a, it's a message from Jackie. says, I got the 10-pointer. <laughs> so literally right before that happened, Josh, we're walking out and he's like, man. Could this day get any worse? And all of a sudden, it's like, and hey, like, your ten pointer's dead. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, got- really? Seriously? I he was joking today? <laughs> but yeah, so on the Cotty Creek Archery uh, where, uh, Facebook page, we have a picture of it. It's it's a nice buck. And actually, the funny thing about that picture is, kind of doesn't do it justice. It, no, the trail it, camera pictures of that buck didn't do it justice, and the pictures that 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 Jackie took and the pictures I took a picture, a couple of pictures of Jackie with the buck too, because uh, after she said she shot it, like. I was also obviously bummed out because this is like the buck that I wanted to get, it's but super also punk. super excited for her. You know, I, I really was. I mean, it really couldn't have gone to a better person. She puts her time in and everything, and and yeah, she outsmarted him. So I, sh- I guess she shot it. So Monday she gets back from, I don't know if she came home from work or New York or whatever, and she gears up and heads right out to the stand. And it was like, I think it was 5.20 in the afternoon this or evening, but but that's pretty early, you know, two hours before dark. Here comes this 10 pointer just walking straight at her. And she, 
we'll have her tell the story later, I hope. But uh, she was talking about shaking so much and her pins like bouncing around, just holding her bow. And um, the buck walked into 25 yards and he stops and turns broadside like perfect. So she's shooting uh, Hoyt Ignite, 40 pounds with Eastern Bloodline arrows with Montec, three blade G5 Montec broadheads. So she draws back and like just double long them, complete pass through. He runs 50 yards and falls over dead. It was that's awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. So I, um, so she told me she she shot him. She's like, hey, come check him out. So I'm like, where are you going? And I went and I met her and uh, checked him out. And he was in real life was way bigger than what the pictures made him look. I mean, he had nice tine length, um, a lot of mass. He was he was really tall racked buck, not very wide, but he was a really nice buck. He weighed uh, just over 180 pounds. We tried weighing him where she checked it in, and uh, their scale was broken. I think she was kind of bummed out. The scale was like reading. 90 pounds i'm like there's no way this buck is yeah. 90 pounds you know so so she's like what do you think it weighs i'm like it's probably 170 180 so i guess the butcher she brought it to had a scale and they weighed as 180.6 so it was a really nice buck super excited for her. now there's another nice buck out there too so 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 we'll see who gets that one yeah. jackie <laughs> so literally uh i was joking around with someone today i was like i was gonna hunt the stand up here in barnstead and uh i was telling josh is i know that there's a nine pointer that's a Probably bigger than that buck, man. It's a body wise is way bigger. Yeah, rack wise, the ten's probably bigger. But I, I told Josh yesterday if uh, if he walks by, I wouldn't shoot him. But I was totally lying. <laughs> I would have shot that in a second and been like, "Sorry, sorry." Now I'd have packed it up. Wasn't no reason to hunt here anymore. Yeah, but but no, that that nine point is going to be over two hundred. I'm sure. But yeah, so th- like I said, this year not a lot of food in the woods, so I think the deer are traveling more. So I think everybody's going to have some good opportunity. The only thing that I, that makes me nervous about no food in the woods this year is if we have a rough winter. This winter, it could be we could have a lot of winter kill. Yeah, which is the unfortunate part of of not much food in the woods. But somebody said there was a lot of beech nuts. I don't know. There's not a lot of beaches where I hunt, but yeah, I um uh, I heard that last year too because. I hunted some apples last year and the apple trees were like, like overfilled. They were, they were so Yeah. Many, last so year many. I've never seen as many apples as we had last year. Yeah. The same with like acorns last year. There was a lot of acorns last year too. There was just everything was just had like a banner crop. It was, it was insane. But yeah, that that's, that, Oh, I read somewhere that's we If you come through New Hampshire, this part of the state, like there's dead squirrels everywhere. And I read an article about the fact that there was such a bumper crop of acorns last year that the squirrel population boomed. This year is not much food, so they're traveling further distances to find food, like across the highway, so they're getting smashed. Yeah, that's I've never seen as many squirrels. That's funny that like like everybody was kind of thinking that, but nobody really said anything. Then this news story comes out, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that, I've been thinking that there's squirrels everywhere. Yeah. It's ridiculous." But on the way to the shop is a little stretch that literally, you know, there's probably like ten dead squirrels there every day. Like that's every day. crazy. It's crazy, but crazy. So you brought up um, Fred Bird and his his uh, yeah his deer that he Fred shot. Fred Bird um, used to be the what the the regional chapter New Hampshire National Wild Turkey Federation. I think he was a regional director director for New Hampshire. And now he's like the I don't know I think he's a big wig in, in WTF. But yeah, maybe it'd be good to hear his side. So the little I know about the Fred Bird story is you know just from Facebook. He said he's been bow hunting for twelve years and yeah. hasn't shot anything until this year so that'd be really interesting to talk to him about that and and sort of hear the journey of going from that you know because in the northeast it's it's really tough to bow hunt for deer around here you know what i mean because there's 
there's not a lot compared to other parts of the countries. You know, if if you went to another part of the country and said, "Oh, I've been bow hunting for 12 years and never shot anything," they would be like, "What? Are you serious? Like, that's ridiculous." You know what I mean? But here, you know that that can happen. You know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, um, there was you know I I read a book a few years ago. My wife bought it for me for Christmas. That Urban Deer Complex book by um, uh, Mar- DeRosa. Oh, oh yeah, DeRosa. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a New Durham guy. Mm-hmm. He's right here. So um, talking about percentage rates of tagging out in New Hampshire. And we're like one of the lowest in the country. I think Maine is actually worse than us, but um, maybe, but I think we're like at 14% or 12%. Yeah. So if you think about that, whitetail in New Hampshire is the same sort of percentage rate as going to like try to shoot an elk in like DIY in Colorado. Yeah. Isn't Colorado yeah. like 12% or something like that? It, mm, it might be less than that. I yeah. think it's like sub 10. Sub 10, but, yeah. But that's pretty but close, close to yeah. whitetail in New Hampshire. And that's, and that's all armaments too. That's not just both. That's like, rifle and yeah, that's everything. And, everything and that's kind of funny like um so if the success rate is whatever you said it is 14 percent or something like that have you noticed that the 14 percent are always the same guys year after year yeah that's kind of funny absolutely because <laughs> i i have a few friends um and family members who like literally tag out every year i'm not one of them but i think that i think that um i heard something sometime it was like 90% of the deer shot in New Hampshire are shot by the same 10% of hunters. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's guys. And somebody's doing something right. I have a few guys I know that have spots that they go, but they also like, I, I know for a fact too, that some of the bigger deer that have been shot by, you know, people that I know, like, you know, they, they push in, they like, I've, you know, I've heard stories about like, you know, wearing their waders and wading through a swamp in the dark mm-hmm. and then climbing the other side of the swamp to, sh- to shoot deer and, yeah, the guys are, yeah. taking canoes in, Absolute kayaks canoes. in, and you have a canoe this year, don't you? Yeah, I might. Store? Yeah, I heard. I heard a rumor <laughs> it was a canoe. Josh bought a truck so he could put his canoe in it. That's right. It, is it was a spot I had to get to, so I had to buy a truck so I can get a canoe in there. <laughs> I, that's a perfect reason. That's my excuse anyway. Hey, hon, I need to buy a new truck because I need to the, see. This is a good gear spot. spot. I need to get to. And I think if I walk in by land, I'm gonna blow the spot out. So, I think so that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. I also need a four wheeler. Just, that's next yeah so what what do you think so far so i th- okay maybe this is a su- subject we, we tread lightly on but the other thing about the beginning of deer season is i notice a lot of the um the bickering and the fighting and yeah so online, social, media social media can be a good thing or a bad thing yeah. obviously but so yeah there's i mean i'm actually blown away with when i go on to, to facebook or instagram how many people are shooting deer right now? Like there's a lot, but there's also like Mark was starting to talk about people shooting smaller deer and getting razzed for it online. You know what I mean? So I don't really like for me, I'm not going to shoot a small doe with spots like, yeah, but I've shot a lot of deer. You know what I mean? So what if somebody shoots a small deer with spots and it's their first deer? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't think that we should be attacking each other. You know what I mean? That- Absolutely. The only thing I don't like, and I saw a little bit this this week of this is like, you know, sort of like what I call like sort of like unethical shots, but that's a whole different topic. But that's the other thing too, yeah. Posting pictures yeah. of deer with yeah. arrows in places they shouldn't be. You yeah. Know? So as far as like shooting a deer, we're all hunters, we're all on the same team. We should we should really like, you know, not to be like kumbaya and like, you know, hold hands, but we, we should back each other up a little bit and i think absolutely back each other up like like you said we're the same we're all on the same team you know if just because somebody shot a small doe why do you care you know what i mean like 
it doesn't affect you at all. That person's really proud of that deer, so let him be proud of it. You know, yeah. I like Praise those two spike horns walk just because I Josh and I were talking about this the other day that you know I just that doe was actually bigger than the two spike horns. Yeah, you know, like if <laughs> well, also like the smaller bucks. See, I wish New Hampshire would do an antler restriction, and 100%. I know that I know that some people are against that and everything, but. Fishing Game put out a survey probably 15, 18 years ago about antler restriction. And I'm like, finally, they're going to do it here, you know? And it, and it didn't go through um, because a lot of guys were saying, well, the only bucks I see are spike corns and four pointers, so I won't be able to shoot anything. It's like, well, okay, so wait two or three years, you know? So now you're going to be seeing sixes and eights or tens or whatever, you know? it's. I think you could probably give up a couple years of, of, of shooting a deer for bigger ones, you know, and, and all the states that have done it in the past. Yeah. I know New York, I've been bow hunting New York for, this will be my 21st year going back. When we first started there, like spikes and four pointers were all we saw too, you know? And then probably, I want to say six or eight years ago, they started antler restriction. Uh, so the buck has to have at least three points on one side to be a legal buck. And now like, Instead of seeing spikes and four pointers, we're seeing like eight pointers a lot more often now. Yeah, and just bigger, healthier deer. You know, it's it's crazy to me that that no that some people don't want that. You do, know, do people you know previously like do a lot of traveling to? New York? I feel like everyone goes to New York now to, to hunt deer. You know, no, like not not back then. Yeah, for sure. Like people traveling to hunt is not really new, but there's a lot more people doing it now. So Ohio was a big one. Nobody went to Ohio until six years ago. Everyone goes to Ohio now. now. Everybody we know goes to Ohio. Ohio is actually kind of flooded now with, you know, everybody goes there. Out of state, yeah. But New York, I think, is becoming the next one. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more people going to New York the last year or two. Yeah, we have some friends, you know, from the shop that go to New York every year. Um, And, And guess what changed in New York? Antler restriction. Absolutely. All of a sudden, bucks are getting bigger. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's going to New York. You know, so, I mean, it works. Pennsylvania has been doing it for a long time. You know, they have nice bucks there. And, and I mean, our bucks up here in the Northeast are only going to get so big anyway, because we don't have, you know, the, the food that they have out in the Midwest, you know, the, the fertile soil in the Midwest, you know, they get the right minerals and everything they need for antler growth. And, uh, we're just not going to get that. We get definitely get some giant bucks around here, but I feel like all those giant bucks that are shot in New Hampshire are like people who have access to private land. Yeah, low yeah. pressure areas. Low pressure probably, areas, yeah. absolutely. And, and I feel like some of the big ones I've seen shot, like where I live, you know, it's it's really it's really urban there, and um, they're always like in the swamp or somewhere that's not mm-hmm. accessible. That we're like a regular guy who's like a weekend warrior, it's not going to push yeah, through. He's not going to go that. there. Yeah. yeah. So last season, actually, there was more bigger bucks shot in New Hampshire and Southern Maine than I've ever seen. There were some, there was some giants. Yeah. Like you really big ones. You'd see like, photos passed around people's phones and literally you'd be like, Oh, that's a Kansas book, you know, or yeah. it's like, no, that was shot in Rollinsford, New Hampshire. I'm like, yeah, it's like what? that's 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there was like a handful of like the first week of season of 150 inch bucks that were getting killed. I'm like, Oh Which my is unheard gosh, of in New Hampshire. You know, that's like, crazy. You know, but, but I think, I think some of that last year was, um, that spring we it was just optimal for antler growth you know so i think that's why that that we had um all those bucks just everything was perfect for them so they grew big antlers and hopefully it's the same this year and hopefully we start getting more and more of of them but but who knows but i think antler restriction would be a step in the right direction you know i I agree 100 percent. i think it's um something we all should push for yeah 
you want big bucks, you gotta you gotta pass on some of the smaller ones. They never grow. And and going back to like um ninety percent of the deer getting shot by ten percent of the hunters, you know, the same ten percent. I think a lot of that is I mean, some of it's experience and and learning how to hunt and learning where to set up and all that. But I think the number one thing, and I might have said this on here before, but is just go like there was a I had a job a, a while ago where I had like a month vacation and I would take November off every year and I would hunt every single day. And those were the years that I shot nice bucks in New Hampshire. And now, now I don't have as much time to get out there, but you know, that was really, it wasn't the only factor in shooting nice bucks every year, but it was a really big part of it. If you can go, you know, if you have a chance to go, go, if you go as much as you can, you're going to shoot one, you know, it's just, yeah, that, it's that, time. I think new hunters, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, my cousin's a new hunter, not to put him on blast here, but I feel like if you gave him the opportunity to like either sleep in or go out, he, yeah, he, he didn't make him feel guilty about it. He'd choose sleep in. Yeah, there was there was a couple years there where every opportunity, I mean, I took November off and I hunted every day. And then prior to November, so our bow season here goes September 15th till December 15th. So prior to November, every single day I had off, I hunted. Yeah. I didn't miss one hunt. I went through a thing a couple of years ago, and not to put him on blast either, because I, you know, literally, if you're like, "Hey, let's go get in the woods," he gets his ass in the woods with him. But it's like mm-hmm. one of those things. It's it's, it's going to be a little self motivated. You got to kind of push him. Got to find yeah. your own, and not in a bad way. He just I don't think he knows well, what to do yet. There's, there's different levels of hunters. You know, people are into it. Yeah, I think amounts, he really you know? wants to get into it. It's just it's one of those things he doesn't know what to do yet by himself. Yeah, and so he's gotten better each time we've gone. You know. Each season's gone by, which is, it helps. Well, some people, you know, I mean, if you're not really dedicated, you need somebody like you pushing your cousin. You need somebody to push you. You know, if I, I want to exercise and I want to run and I want to jog and I want to eat good, but I'm not going to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. unless somebody's horrible. there to push me, you know, yeah. somebody to be accountable, you know. Absolutely. To, you know? And, if, you know, for me, I, you know, my first year or so when I didn't know what I was doing, it was more frustrating and I, I probably skipped more than I should have skipped. But as the years have gone by, not, not, we're not talking like 20 years, but as the years have gone by, the days that I, I decide, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm tired. This bed's warm. Like <laughs> I'm going to have breakfast with my wife. I immediately, after that initial go back to sleep and I wake up for the day, I am effing pissed. Oh yeah. Me too. I'm so, so I'm like that too. So now they're like, you know, I've been doing it for so long and done it so much and I'm not that old, but I mean, I've been doing it since I was 10. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and through my, teens and 20s i did it savagely now i'm i'm uh i'm into it probably more i i'm into it more and more every year but you're right like now i do find myself some mornings going yeah this this bed's pretty warm i don't think i want to go or or i don't want to have to deal with a deer before i have to go to work or something like that you know but Absolutely. you know it's just all what you want all what you're into well, it's funny cause but that's the number is- one thing if you want to shoot deer you have to go as much as possible. I hate when I do something dumb, like it'll be a weather change, like a big weather change. And I'll skip that. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I, you know, I work too late or something like that. And then, you know, someone like my brother-in-law will go out and he'll text me at like, you know, six, you out. And I'm like, Nope. And then and he then shoots a deer an hour later. He's yeah. like, yeah. So, and, and, and then rain, some people like, Oh, I don't want to go. Cause it's raining. I shot a lot of deer in the rain. Yeah. You know, when I was a uh, late teenager, early twenties, I would hunt, you know, with, my dad, my brother, uh, my friends and stuff like that. And uh, if it was nasty weather, like everybody would back out. I would never back out. I went every single time. I went during a, we were having some hurricane up here. 
everybody's like, I'm not going, I'm not going, screw that. And I'm like, screw you guys, I'm going, nothing's going to stop me. And I shot a deer that morning, you know. It's, it's funny, it seems like all the days, almost every time, if, if people back out, if everybody backs out in my group and I go, I think probably every time I've killed a deer. That's pretty funny. It's so, funny. You know, th- I think it's time for the, uh, the Miss Eight Pointer story. You've gotten parts of it during the podcast. Um, so it's, it's a funny thing. Last year, I was working for a horrible boss. Not, not Josh. Um, it's a corporate job. It was in Portsmouth. And I um, third day of the season, I had enough. I had enough of the BS of you know my boss and decided, you know what? I'm going hunting. Screw this. So I head home, head home early. You know, it's probably good for like an afternoon, like a late afternoon sit, but I'm going to hit a little bit early. So I'm going to go in a different way. So I pack all my gear up and I uh, get ready and I head into the woods. I'm in the, I'm in the woods at like, I don't know, probably at 11 o'clock or so or, or noon. I'm going to stay until dark. And so I climb up in the tree. I, you know, I'm there. It's, it's super hot. It's probably like 86 degrees and like, 85% humidity and um, there's no way, you know, I'm going to see anything. I might see something sneaking out like last light, just, just maybe, but you no, know, anything is better dealing with the asshole boss. So I'm, I'm in the woods. And so I'm standing there, I'm texting my sister and I'm doing some work emails. It's, it's, it's noon now and I'm hanging out and, um, and our family, if, if there's a, um, like a family outing or a get together, like someone shoots a deer, you know, my brother-in-law shoots yeah. a deer and my sister gets pissed off. Like, she's like, are you kidding me, Shane? Like it's Kate's birthday, you know? And so, um, I'm texting my sister being like, Hey, Shane's gonna be late for dinner tonight. So we're going to drag this deer out together. Ha ha ha. And she's like, you, she's like, you effing better not, you know? <laughs> and so I'm standing there and I'm, I'm eating an apple. I didn't drop the apple core on the ground. So I didn't bait, put it in my bag. Smart move. Thank you. Smart move. Thank you. Always thinking. And so, I pick up, take a bite of this apple and I look past my tree stand and I see this eight pointer walking towards me, like slowly on the left-hand side. It's all bushy. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me right now. <laughs> so I take my apple and I wedge it in the tree. I slowly grab my bow. He stops. I stop. I just spin completely 360. And so he starts walking again. I, I move again a little bit. And then I get around so I can, I can face him now. I'm holding my bow. It's not stopping. And I have a kind of crappy shot because there's a, now my like tree strap, my safety harness is like wrapped around my neck. Um, I, I fix that and it's too tight and it just, it's, it's, everything is wrong. And he's coming in behind the tree, like to the left-hand side behind the tree. So I'm like, all right, I got to draw on him when he gets to this little fork. He's going to turn up into the swamp. So I draw on him and I'm literally have my feet against the edge of the tree stand, like leaning backwards. Like yeah, you said at one out. point, it was like a matrix move. Yeah, or something. absolutely. I was like, <laughs> you I was like, this is like and I don't really like heights that much. And so like, it's funny for me to do that. Deer comes in, everything goes, you know, it doesn't matter. So I draw on him and he moves a little bit. So I have to like just adjust, adjust a little bit. So I don't really bend at the waist. I can't cause I'm the way I'm at. So my peep and my sight aren't really aligned. I let it go anyways. It's oh. like eight yards. And it's straight down, like straight down. <clears throat> Close shots can be tough. Yeah. And I see really the arrow tough. go flying. He jumps the string a little bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if I had placed it where it had to be, I would have shot him. And so it, it goes flying by him. He runs off and he's hanging out behind all the shrubbery stuff and just hanging out for 20 minutes. He, I can't get him back in. And I'm like pissed. Yeah. Like, eight yards is a tough shot. Like, you you know, better be kidding any me. Any close shot is pretty tough. I actually prefer him to be like, 
15 to 18, I think. Was that about that doe today was like 17 yards, and it yeah, was like perfect. perfect. It was like it was perfect, you know. Yeah. Like, and then um, so the funny thing about me is, it's like that shot's like sort of haunted me. And someone said to me once that you you'll remember you remember the ones you missed more than the ones that you've you've shot. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I don't guess know what that means. I, I guess I probably remember them all equally. Yeah, I would think so. I went home. We have a, I have a, like a raised deck in my backyard, and I stood on top of a chair, like a super tall chair, and I shot that straight down. I put my deer target below me. Yeah, and I literally shot that shot probably, I would say, over the summer, fifteen hundred times maybe. Like no I would shoot. Like you'll never shoot miss that shot times. again. I know. I'll never, never get that, that shot, shot again. <laughs> but um, I'll miss the regular shot. You shots probably now. will. No, but You're it's funny because like I shot one nine pointer. It's probably five or six yards. That was a really tough shot. It was really it threw me it threw me off. I got him, but I'm like, oh man, I wish he wasn't this close, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, that worked. That, but so, yeah, that's tough. People don't think about that. I know people I, don't think about a five yard shot being tough. The other thing about being in the woods too, and I realized too, you know, I I saw somebody post the other day once again one of those like, hey, social media is the worst thing in the whole world. Some guy was at home on opening day wrote this huge long paragraph and at the end it was like basically if you're reading this you're an asshole you should be paying attention to your pay attention and you know you're not doing it right what yes the guy wrote this huge post on new hampshire deer hunting or or one of those one of those like groups in facebook and he was like talking about like what you should do in the woods and blah 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 and he basically said if you're reading this you're not doing it right because you're on on your phone Oh, so, so he was assuming people were reading it in a tree stand. Yeah. So and I so, do that all the time. Yeah, me too. Someone um, <laughs> I did that this morning. I was actually going to send Josh a picture. Uh, I don't want to tell you what it was, but I'm just joking. It was a mushroom. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Anyhow, so um, we were, you know, and so I was like, oh, come on, God. That, that's, I feel like that's not being on the same team again. Like you're basically, you're oh, baiting me thing, to like, yeah. comment something, you know, and it's like, I wasn't in but the did woods. he write it while he was in a tree stand? He, no, actually, mm. I think Chris DeRocher, mm. who's a friend of friend of the shop, a good guy. Yeah. I think he wrote one of the guys. Somebody we know from the shop commented to be like, "Dude, where are you right now?" And the guy's like, "I'm in my living room. I can't hunt today." And it's like, "All right, so who's more of a who's who's cooler? The guy who's like <laughs> sitting on his couch, yeah, who got who got his right ass in out in the woods, or the guy on the post?" So it, it pissed me off a little bit. I I don't comment because you know. No, I stay right we try out to of that be, stuff. I try to be friends to everyone. And, and I think me commenting is also not me not being nice, but some of the stuff too, like I don't, some of the stuff I don't even look at because I don't even want to get, I know. You know, like this isn't, this isn't like Facebook or Instagram, but like archery talk, like I don't uh, go on archery talk unless I'm selling a bow, you know, one of my older bows or something. I, I sell them on archery talk, but like to go on there and read stuff, I just, I just lose my mind. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I think some of the stuff is like some, some of the expert advice on there is pretty funny in terms of like, like what it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, I saw well, there, well, there's a lot of keyboard pro yeah. pros there, you know, keyboard bow experts, you know, it's tough and, and it's hard to see. Um, It's hard to see. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to, uh, what was I saying? I just flashed Josh my nipple and threw him off. Sorry about that. Just got <laughs> distracted. Lost concentration. But um, yeah, the the stuff on on it's oh I know I was it's hard to see people giving the wrong advice. You know. Yeah, because so, I want to chime in. Yeah. So a like, while ago, like I I was on Archery Talk quite a bit, just reading stuff and comedy, and then I found myself like posting a lot under people's problems, telling them what to do and how to fix it, 
And then I kind of got away from that because it was just, I mean, you could do that all day long, you know. And then uh, I would just read some stuff, but I wouldn't really post that much. And um, they, uh, I would see a post saying, hey, you have to do this. And I'm like, no, that's the total opposite of what you should be doing. So I would like interject and say, no, don't do that. And then, and then finally it just, it just became annoying. And I feel like Josh, I just do something with your bow. You should probably do it. And I feel like it's funny. Like if you get on there, you don't know who he is and not, not that he's like a egomaniac or has a huge ego or anything like that. But I feel like, you know, hashtag bow tune, right? No can defend. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like it's, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, you're going on and, someone who's been in the industry forever, who's, you know, tuned a million bows. And, you know, and honestly, I said this before, you know, cares about your bow is giving you advice. And then you have someone who's like, just starting out and they kind of chime in. And it's like, it's so easy on the, on the internet. I saw one the other day. It was like, it's a crossbow, but a guy's like, Hey, can I shoot my fixed blade muzzies with this crossbow? And once again, one of our friends who, the shop, you know, had said, uh, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and some guy below it said, absolutely not. <laughs> and then so our friend was like why not good grief explain you know and it's, and it's like dumb stuff like that so if you're listening facebook user guy who asked a crossbow question you, you can use your fixed blades with that yeah it'll be fine it'll be it, all right it's, it's a cross it's a gun you're fine it's a gun yeah so it's it's funny in terms of that so i guess it's the good and the bad but i i feel like the general consensus is we should try to be on the same team yeah and it it, it can be hard like like you bring up crossbows like i'm fairly opinionated about them um, but I try not to say yeah. it too much, you know what I yeah. mean? Cause I don't want to upset anybody. And I mean, we sell crossbows too, you know, so we still have to sell them. But, and if you shoot a crossbow, that's totally fine. I don't care. Like you can shoot a crossbow by all means, go ahead. But the only thing that I have a problem with is them being an archery season because it's not archery. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't call it archery season and allow a weapon in it that isn't archery. And, and today's, um, crossbows they're so accurate. Like, uh, there's been a, a bunch of people coming in. Like, you know, we the Raven's a really popular one right now. And we have a bunch of people that come in. This one guy came in and he bought a Raven from us. He went home, sighted it in at 20 yards, and then just went right to 90 yards and was shooting a three-inch group at 90 yards the day he bought the crossbow. Yeah. And it's like, well, how can you tell me that it's the same thing as shooting a regular bow? There's yeah. no way. I mean, guys have been shooting their whole lives most of them, 99% yeah. of them can't maintain a three inch group at 90 yards. That, that's pretty, you know intense. what I mean? So, so you can't say that it's the same thing, you know? So for me, it's not archery. It doesn't belong in archery season. And if that upsets you, I'm sorry, but bottom line is it's not archery. And you know, it's, it's sort of the same thing. You know, if, if we're going to go that far, why, why don't we allow uh flintlock muskets in archery season? Yeah. Cause they're way less accurate than a crossbow is. Absolutely. They're actually could be less accurate than a regular bow. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I don't know. But, you know, saying that if, if you're handicapped and you legitimately can't draw 40 pounds, I'm 100% for allowing them to use a crossbow. I'm, I'm fine with that. But just for everybody, you know, like New Hampshire didn't zone M this year. I don't know. That's not a good move. Yeah, I think it's a funny thing. I mean, because you're and you're you're being fair. I think we've talked about this before, where you think want to make it a, a season like muzzleloader season, you know, or something like that. That that's yeah, I'd be totally fine if they wanted to do a separate crossbow season, like like a New Hampshire muzzleloader season. 
Um, you have 10, 10 days before the rifle season to hunt with muzzleloaders, so it's, they have their own separate season. So I'd be totally fine with um, them doing the same thing with crossbows. You know, you can have 10 days after gun season closes or something like that, you know, or whatever. But to allow them for three months during the archery season, just, yeah. Wait, I mean, for, for one, you know, like I said, it's not archery. And for two, New Hampshire doesn't have a lot of deer. So if you now have people with crossbows having two archery tags that they can fill, they're way more likely to fill those tags with a crossbow that they can shoot three-inch groups at 90 yards with than they would if they were shooting a compound, you know? So this, you're going to kill more deer. And that was sort of their reasoning behind allowing them in Zone M because they know that they're going to kill more deer because Fishing Game wants to kill more deer in Zone M for some reason. Um, and everybody, t- that's another topic too that I'm pretty passionate about and I won't get too deep into here, but, but the Zone M tags and wanting to kill more deer down there, you know, everybody's going... Oh, there's a lot of deer down there, though. Well, have you hunted other states? <laughs> because there's, that's not a lot of deer, you know. You can't see, you know, they're not overpopulated. You know, I've been to places where they're overpopulated, and you can see the brow, you know, the brow line where every single piece of vegetation that a deer can reach is gone, you know, and that's that's just not the case in New Hampshire, you know. So you might, you know, I see a deer every day on the way to work. Well, that's not overpopulated, you know yeah. what I mean? That's that should be normal. So anyway, that's that's I think that's the reason they put crossbows in there. And it's actually kind of funny because they allowed crossbows during archery season in Zone M because they know people are more likely to shoot a deer with that, but at the same time saying it's no advantage over a bow. Yeah. So, so which is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Both ways. Um, the other thing I noticed too a lot lately, and it's a, I don't know if it's a heated topic or not, but like, I um remember a lot of times in the shop people coming in and asking fishing game laws. Yeah, that that that's kind of annoying. Actually, super annoying. But we do like everybody assumes that we know all the laws, and we do. I think know probably most of them. But like uh, Mark said it best the other day. You know, we're not fishing game, and I'm not going to tell you you can or can't. Even if I know the law, I'm not going to tell you. Yes, you can do that because what if you are wrong and the guy does do it, and then. He gets caught, and then it's coming back to us at the shop saying, well, you guys said I can do this, and I got a ticket, you know, and just call fishing game. Yeah. You know? Someone said the other day a good way to do it, too, if you have time, is uh, send an email so you have it, like, as a— Yeah, have it in writing. Have yeah. it in writing, because, you know, if you know Officer Johnson tells you this and you interpret it the wrong way, it's still, you know, it's not going to be your word against his. You're, you're going to lose 100% of the time. You can't say, oh, well, the officer told me this. They don't care that it's, it's like any other thing, you know, I had a guy ask me some questions the other day about crossbow and lifetime license. And I'm, I just read it, but I also didn't feel comfortable giving that advice. Cause it's just, it's just not smart for you. The person asking the question to take, you know, take my word for it. You should be hundred percent sure of the laws all the time. And I think having crossbows allowed in zone M has sort of created a lot more questions for us too. You know what I mean? Like, I think most of the questions we've been asked recently are crossbow questions. 100%. I had a guy yell at me the other day. I won't get into it because we don't have enough time. But it was fine. It's fine. And, you know, I'll help you out as much as I can with anything I can help you out with. But that's just not smart for you to ask me that question. because Yeah, don't take somebody else's word for yeah. it. Even, even if it's us that do it every day. You know, we're, yeah. not, we're not fishing game. You know? And, they change, and, and you know? I know I did a little bit of uh, maybe hating on crossbows. 
I, I, like I said, I'm not anti-crossbow, and you're still a hunter, and I'm still on your team, and I still love you, man. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So Just get out of my bow season. <laughs> you're gonna, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're going to hunt tonight? Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Apparently, I'm allergic to deer. That's why I sound all stuffy, and my eyeball like swelled up. That's yeah, fine, man. though. How cool is it, though, that before doing this, we went out this morning yeah. and killed a deer? That's pretty cool. It, I'm going to kill one tonight, though. Absolutely. I'll come back up and help drag it out. Will you? <laughs> He's gonna text me. You're gonna write, "Who dis? Who dis?" <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't know. My wife. Uh, yeah. She's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. She won't let me go. She's actually. She's the one. who's like. She'd be like. She'd be like, "Mark, go. You should." And Josh has a problem. She's like, "Hey, is Josh okay? You should. You need to go have a beer with him." And I'm like, "No, nah, he's fine. He I don't want to get like, off the couch." He lives like 45 minutes away. I mean, <laughs> unless he's like really, really upset. So I'm probably. Even if he is upset, I'm probably not gonna go. I'll see him tomorrow. It's a long drive. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'll ask him tomorrow. This is the third time I've come here without using my GPS. That's awesome. I usually use GPS it. just because I'm like, oh, it's pretty much the funny thing. It's pretty much a straight shot and a left. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like it's the easiest really, way. Really not hard at all. Hello. It's like the, it's, yeah, it's super easy. But no, I plan on, yeah, I'll go tonight. I actually haven't had that much time to hunt this year. It's been tough. That's the It's been frustrating, actually. Yeah. If it's, um, if I'm cranky or, or bitchy to anybody, it's probably because I can't hunt that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst thing ever. Cause like, you know, you think, about, you think about like elk and antelope and things like that that happen in August. It's like, nope. Yeah. It's tough. That's, that's the, like, you know, there's pros and cons of working with your passion, you know, doing what we do. Like I 100% absolutely love it. And me too, me too. you know, it's, it's awesome, but it definitely has its downsides. You know, you're getting everybody else ready to go hunting so because you're doing that, you can't go. I saw you know? a funny t-shirt. The other, not, I guess it's not funny, but I saw a t-shirt the other day. It said, you know, it hit a big elk on it and it said like, you know, hashtag September calls. And that, I was like, that's so sick. And then I thought about in my life, September calls means my site won't work. Yeah. Uh, uh, my peep site's twisted. Should I run more FOC on my arrows? Yeah. I'm running. So. It's August and, yeah, August and September are really hard yeah. time for us yeah. to get away. So, But I wouldn't trade it for the world. No. I guess that, I guess that's I love it. it for our our hunt day um podcast. Yeah, so look forward in the future. We're gonna um get Jackie on here to tell her ten point story and talk about um women in archery and a few then, other uh, special guests too. Yeah, we get a couple other ones. It's top secret. A few other ones. Yeah, yeah it'll be super fun. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is uh Mark and that's Josh and uh. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, have a good day. Send See it. You.